Shut up, Jackson. What's up, everybody, and welcome into episode 37 of the We Like the Pain podcast, a show about, I said it last week, I'll say it again, two teams heading in opposite directions. I'm, I'm finally right. I, I feel like I was a little premature last time we recorded, but I, I, think, I'm, I think I'm right now. Those teams would be the Houston Texans yeah. and Jacksonville Jaguars. I'm one of your hosts, Oscar Barkas. And I am your other host, Sam McFadden. Uh, Oscar, we got a hell of a hell of a talk because we had a three week break, and then we we're like, we'll record weekly again. But then forgot it was Thanksgiving last week. Kind of hard to <laughs> plan before we went on vacation. Ooh. Um, but we're back, and it is what it is. <laughs> the Texans are very clearly the worst team in the league, and the yep. Jaguars could make the playoffs. It's going to be hard. Looking it's spicy. gonna be hard. You're gonna have to win a lot of games. Looking very spicy, but looks good. I mean, we beat the Ravens, so pretty good. Super Bowl. Super Bowl is not out of the question. Out of the things that are possible, <laughs> Super Bowl is there. Okay, just to be clear. <laughs> um. No, but we can hop into we can go and hop into our quick questions. I'll let Oscar go first, and I will uh, I will follow up second because I've got a little something special planned. But why Uh-oh. don't you go ahead and do this up? I'm I'm nervously excited. Uh, quick questions. This is a question that's been asked about a lot of teams over the years, but I think that it kind of applies here. The Washington Commanders currently sit as the seventh seed in the NFC. All four NFC East teams are in, which is kind of crazy. If you're a Commanders fan, would you rather win the Super Bowl this year or lose and Dan Snyder have to sell the team? Because I said this has been asked a lot over the years. Because, like, it's asked about the Cowboys – of course, Cowboys fans would rather win a Super Bowl. Jerry Jones, for all of his problematic ways, is like a good owner. Dan Snyder is the worst owner in sports. Agreed. Um, I still think they take a Super Bowl. I think you're right, but I think it's close, right? I think it's closer than it ever possibly should, should be. be. Yeah, I, I think they take a Super Bowl because eventually he's going to mess up enough to where he'll get fired anyway. You know. You would hope so. <laughs> I mean, he's gotten away with – he's gotten this far. Yeah. He's, I mean, the whole John Gruden email scandal came out because they were looking into the commanders. Mm-hmm. And then everyone oh. everyone forgot about the commanders. They were just like, oh, John Gruden. I am. I do, I do kind of hope that when he gets kicked out fully, he, he made that um, threat a while ago, didn't he, that like none of the other owners – can mess with me because I have dirt on all of them, basically. And I really hope that he just, like, lights them up. Just everyone. So that's why I think he's hung on so long. Is He's got dirt on Jerry Jones. He's got dirt on Mark Davis. Oh, I'm sure. There's, there's a lot of the guys that are pretty high-ranking in terms of owners because there's, there's sort of a caste system amongst owners. I just listen. I'm unfortunately when you get to be that rich, like own a football team rich or a basketball team rich, it's. I think it's really hard to not be like the worst person imaginable. <laughs> oh it yeah, seems like it's yep. damn near impossible. Yeah, sure so, Yeah, but well, it, I'm glad you shared my thought process there because, like. Super Bowl, that's like the crown achievement. You want your team doing that. Right. I mean, <laughs> I, I would give up a lot to see a Cowboys Super Bowl. I'd give up a, a lot to see a Jaguar Super Bowl. Yeah. I would do a lot of things for that. A lot of questionable things. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, all right, we'll hop into my little surprise here. Um, for those of you who are not in our home fantasy league, which makes up most of our listeners on this podcast – um, we have a little we have a little thing we do that we implemented this year where the lowest score of that week shotgun for beer. 
and they they do a whole video and they send it to the rest of the league and they have to shotgun a beer in front of us and and do some predictions for the next week and all that stuff. And it's a really fun it's a really fun thing. And it started it's you know it's you it's been a couple of guys for most of the weeks. Um, Connor and Ben and Oscar. And Oscar was the lowest scorer last week. He sent us the video before this podcast, actually. It was a very classy video. He shotgunned two beers because he's been the lowest scorer twice. And so just to not just just because I'm such a nice guy and I like to uh like to say that we're a team in this thing, I will be shotgunning two beers live on this podcast. Oh my god. Now, <laughs> The quick question question comes in. I'm going to shotgun one beer. I'm going to ask you the first football question I can think of post beer, and then while you're responding, I'm going to shotgun the second one. Um, wow! And I brave for that. I'm going to take you guys with me. Hold on, it's over. I, Oscar won't be able to see me anymore, but I'm. I'll point you in the direction. I'm going to go do it over my sink because I'm in a carpet. I'm in yeah. a carpeted room. So, but they're all set up. So just give me one second. Um. I have not done this in quite some time, so just bear with me. <laughs> All right, here we go. Mm. Oh, wow. Jeez. Okay. <laughs> oh. Okay, okay. The NFL Top 25 Under 25 was released um, this week. I don't know if you saw it or if you read it. I did. The number one person on the list was our very own Michael, Michael Parsons. Parsons, which I think makes all the sense in the world. But let me ask you this. Justin Jefferson was number two on that list. Justin Herbert was number five. He was the highest quarterback on that list, I believe. Give me yeah. a little bit of insight from from your perspective on whether you not whether or not you thought those rankings were correct, and why someone like Justin Herbert, who is a quarterback, who we all know is the most important position, shouldn't be number one. I think that very clearly, one and two is Micah and then Justin Jefferson. I think that's a tier because those guys are on a Hall of Fame trajectory. Uh, one or two, maybe a little more than that. A couple more years at their current pace, they're Hall of Famers, even if they were to have a heart attack at like 27. Uh, Justin Herbert being five, I would probably put him at three behind those two guys, but he has a losing record in his career, and wins are not a quarterback stat, but they are to a lot of the people making those lists. So I can I can see why oh, absolutely. he was not third. Um, but regardless, I think those first two, that's a tier right there. Those two guys are unbelievable. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, just a lot, of, a lot of crazy talent in this league right now. I agree with you. I agree with you. I'll be honest, but I zoned out for a second there. I did I did shotgun the second beer. You have so uh, much pain in your voice, Frank. Right <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not a big shotgunner, never have been. I think Oscar can back me up on that, and I've never been particularly quick about it. I'm pretty bad at it, but oh boy. Anyways, no one can ever say we're not a we're not a damn dude. We're a right? duo. Oh my Dream goodness! Teams. Um. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree with most, most of what you said. I mean, Jay Jeff and Micah Parsons, like you said, are a Hall of Fame trajectory. There it is. Um, a Hall of Fame trajectory, and that's the kind of thing that, you know, that is so special. Um, and the reasoning behind – obviously the reason behind Micah being higher than Jay Jeff, Micah might be the defensive player of the year this year. Like he's already one of the best players, defensive yeah. players in the league in a premier position. He affects defense more than Justin Jefferson affects his team's yeah. offense, in my opinion. It's I mean, Jeff is fantastic. It is close. And wide receivers are more important than ever. But 
Um, in my opinion, in my opinion, he uh, like the best pass rusher in the league makes a bigger difference on his defense than the best receiver in the league. That's my. It's close. It's close because it's quarterback for sure, number one, and then it's like left tackle, defensive end, wide receiver. Corner. Right. But like with Micah, you take anyone else off that defense, he's still a stud. You can't take you can't take the quarterback off the offense of the Vikings and expect for, you know, J. Jeff's production to still remain the same. You know? <laughs> yeah, but Kirk's what, like the fourteenth best quarterback in the NFL? I don't know. He's been playing pretty good this year. Who's better? Kirk Cousins or Kyler Murray? That's that's close. <laughs> I'm going they're, Kirk. They're both in that 12 to 16 range, and in that range, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. <sighs> anyway, we can move on. But um... hey, I just I just want to say I'm I'm proud of you, and I'm grateful for you for for joining me <laughs> tonight. So I you. before we started, I told Sam that I was a little drunk because I had done those back to back shotguns. And now Sam's joining me, so should be in for a hell of a rest of a pod. Bit of a loose pod. Um, <laughs> always and, a little loose. Yeah, let's move into uh, our, ne- our our big sports media headlines um, that, that we want to get through real quick before we go on to our Texans Jaguars stuff. Um, biggest thing in the sports world right now um, is the World Cup, obviously. I oh, have yeah. watched a ton more soccer in the last you know week than I have in the last four years yeah, now. Plus. <laughs> yeah. Easily. Um, I'm all the way in. I'm watching just about every game that I can that's not on at like four in the morning. Um, oh, you've watched more than I have then, oh, for a sure. Ton, a ton. Yeah, it's it's super entertaining to see all these countries, you know, just go absolutely nuts. It hurts my heart that Italy's not in the, in the uh, tournament, but it's yeah, really big. Mexico – Lost today and are now, or they won today, but they're now out. Uh, they're still out, yeah. second That's, team, yeah. so that hurt. But U.S. baby playing with house money now. I love it. I love it. And we're playing. Um, oh, the Netherlands. Netherlands. And you know what? On Saturday. I'm gonna call out um, Wyatt and Jackson. We're talking about this, and Jackson was saying, you know, Jackson and Wyatt were both saying like we can't beat the Netherlands. Screw both of you. We can absolutely beat the Netherlands. Um, and we will beat the Netherlands. So, my prediction as a soccer fan, USA's win the damn cup. That's my prediction. All right, let's go. All right. Uh, I'm gonna just so fuck this up, but Austin Powers three. There's a line, and Bill Simmons just talked about this too, which is why I remember yeah. it so clearly. Someone in the movie says, first of all, I am not about disrespecting anyone's culture. Second of all, shut the fuck up, you Dutch bastard. (laughs) And you know what? That is what we're feeling this entire week, okay? Saturday, 9 a.m. Woo! I'll be watching. Let's go, USA. I mean, I'm sure we'll watch together. A little Bloody Mary action. Mm, could be. Could be. If I I mean I hate Bloody Marys with a passion, but I'll drink them for the for the USA. <laughs> Absolutely. Mitch just said bunch of bunch of potheads and miscreants. Couldn't have said it better myself. Couldn't have Let's said it better go. myself. Let's this go. USA soccer team podcast. <laughs> All right. You heard hey, it and we're looking good. Third youngest team in the entire field. Um, yep. So in four years, man, who knows? Could Hell, be looking dangerous this year. Who knows? Yeah. What are you talking about? Four years from now, we're gonna be. We're, four years from now, we're gonna have two cups. Yes, sir. Uh, <laughs> all right. From the top of like pure sports fandom enjoyment to the bottom, uh, the Spurs are probably the worst team in the NBA, and. And that first oh, uh, eight or nine games where we had a winning record was a lot of fun. 
and we probably won't have a winning record over an eight-game span for the rest of the season. So, it's Wimby time, baby. Give us Wimby. Come on. Let us develop. Come on. Come on. He wants to play in San Antonio. It's exactly, it's exactly where he wants to be. Hey, man. He did say he likes San Antonio strictly because of Tony Parker, obviously. But Right, right. But... And Boris Diaw. Yeah, Boris Diaw. Come on. Champion Boris Diaw. <laughs> uh, who are the other teams? Who are the other cities he could go to as well? It's Orlando, Houston. Detroit, Houston. New Orleans. Yeah, with the Lakers pick, that would be nuts. <laughs> oh my goodness! Um, if it's not us, I hope it's them. If if it's them, that team is going to be loaded for a decade. Stacked, stacked. Because SGA is him. Anyway, uh, the Spurs suck. We probably won't talk about them that much until it actually becomes like draft lottery season. Yeah. That's the only time of year that truly matters to our team. Right now. I mean, I, I don't know about you, but I'm, I've, I've watched more Spurs games this year than I have in the last two or three, for sure. Um, I think that I watched more last year than I did than I have this year so far, but uh, cheers to you, buddy. It's It becomes hard to watch for, like, quarter oh, stretches. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not by no means in my uh, – my basketball watching is pretty much all in the background these days. Yeah, yeah, but anyway. uh, Devin Vassell, Keldon Johnson, that's about all we've got to hang on to. Dangerous, dangerous. <laughs> all right, traded some. Uh, yeah, there there will be some trades. We're going to tear it down uh, after those after ten games or whatever. I was like, maybe we won't. Uh, <laughs> we for sure. Jakob Pertl is going to get traded. Josh Richardson, maybe Doug McDermott. It's going to be, it's going to get ugly in San Antonio. Oh, yeah. Anyway, speaking of ugly, I'm just going to quick hit Texans thoughts because I'd rather talk about Trevor Lawrence. Um, We lost 23 to 10 versus the Commanders at home. It was like we never even tried. Uh, Davis Mills got benched after this game. Kyle Allen comes in. And we lose 30 to 15 at the Dolphins. Not much better. Um, it was 30 to zero at the at half. It was 30 to zero until it mattered. <laughs> <laughs> and then Lovey Smith was like, let's go out and score some points, boys. <laughs> let's and for a second it looked like you guys were coming back. No. <laughs> uh I, my dad and I were listening to the radio broadcast. We were driving home from Thanksgiving. And after the, I think it was five minutes into the second quarter, we turned it off. So Damian Pierce has had eight yards in each game. A uh, bit of a rookie wall for him. bit of a teams know that they can put as many people in the box as they want. And it won't matter. Yeah, it's just, I mean, at a certain point, this was kind of bound to happen at some point. <laughs> like, Damian Pierce is, like, the only functioning part of that offense. So, like, eventually. And he's really good. Yeah, and eventually, but eventually something was going to, like, he was going to have, he was always going to have a game or two where this happened. I'm not worried about Damian Pierce. No, long term, he's going to be good. Hopefully, so the issue has been, our center sucks. We had uh, God, I can't even remember his name, who retired halfway through the season. We we gave him a long contract, and then he retired. He sucked. And then our right guard AJ Can <laughs> we signed from the Jags, and I've never seen Jags fans so happy to get a player off their team. Uh, yep. And so we have two luck. players in the middle sucking at both run and pass blocking, your offensive line is going to be bad. Even though we have two pretty good tackles, Laramie Tunsil is having an all-pro season right now, and Titus Howard looks like the right tackle of the future. Um, 
Kenyon Green has had some missteps. He's he's looking green, but that's okay. Uh, I think da- Damian Wise. That's how this conversation started. As we'll draft a couple offensive linemen, and we'll probably invest some money. We've got a lot of cap space opening up into a right guard or a center, and the offensive line will look better. And Damian is still Damian, but uh, the rest of this year could be pretty shaky. Yeah, I listen. The running back position is interesting because having a good running back like Damian is, and he's really good, is super like flashy and fun, and like at least at least like throughout most of the season, you've been able to turn on a Texans game and be like, okay, whenever he hits the ball, like it's really fun to watch. The problem is, from a team-building perspective, running back is non-essential. So far down the total. And so you guys have some players on the team, in the secondary especially, that are really interesting young players. And obvious, I mean, it's obviously you'd rather have some young, crazy wide receiver or something. Um, I hope yeah, that yeah. the timeline doesn't work out because I can I, I can see a future where the timeline works out where Damian needs a new deal and you guys still aren't good yet and you guys spend a bunch of money on him because he's really good and he doesn't live up to that money and it comes in at the same time as when you guys are trying to be good. That's the worry, which is off in the future, making issues, of course, but... Yeah, um, I think that it'll help quite a bit next year when we have a quarterback that can actually threaten the defense because at this point it is almost sure. 100% that we draft Bryce Young. And if it's not him, I guess it's C.J. Stroud. And either one of those guys will – What? Not Will Levis. <laughs> don't hurt me. I don't need, I don't need that. Just trying to give you nightmares. Um, either one of those guys, Young or Stroud, God, I hope it's Young, but if it's Stroud, we'll see. Either one of those guys is better than what we've had this year. We also have the Browns currently. Uh, it's the number 10 pick, and we will probably draft a Quentin Johnson or Jordan Addison, big-name wide receiver right there. And so if, then – defenses can't just load the box anymore because they've got Nico Collins, who I think is still a good player and one of the rookie wide receivers and Bryce young at quarterback. Still not great, but much better than this year. Um, starting to, you're starting to see the formation of an offense there. <laughs> I hope so. It's, it's the Texans. So we'll see. Um, Everything else I wanted to say, Derek Stingley's been out. He had a hamstring issue pop up a couple weeks ago, and I think that the team is like, I don't think there's any value to rushing him back from injury. So um, not much to stay there. Uh, We're just the worst team in football. Give Give me some thoughts on the upcoming game. So we play the Browns this week, and this is the game that I would like to win more than any other game this season because Deshaun Watson comes back. Yep. Uh, okay, let me ask you this question. Right now, you guys are so in sole possession of the number one pick, and you, it's it's a couple of game difference between you and the next team. But game and a half. Let's right say, now. let's say that you guys winning this game. Let's let's say that the next team up was only like half a game up. And winning this game put into question getting the number one overall pick. Would you still be wanting – like the Texans still could lose out and get the first pick, but it puts it into question. Would you still root for the Texans to beat Deshaun Watson? No, because the next team is the Detroit Lions, and they would be all over themselves to draft Bryce Young, and that's who I think the Texans should pick. So – uh, no, but currently we have a, a much more substantial lead than the half game, and the rest of our schedule is yep. super hard. So winning this game is not going to put 
into question. It should yeah. not change. And beating the Browns is good for their pick for us. So absolutely, win, win, win. So it's a win-win. Yeah. Um, I hope you guys beat the tar out of them. I hope Deshaun Watson. <laughs> That'd be so good. I hope Deshaun Watson gets run out of Houston. He's it's in Houston, right? It is, and I believe the game is sold out already. Yeah, I hope he gets run out of Houston. Yeah. It's going to be – I mean, it's for sure going to be the loudest game of the season. Um, and he looked rusty in preseason, so we'll see. Oh, he looked, he looked straight up bad in preseason. So we'll see how everything goes. But I'm, I'm rooting for a good Texans win uh, the last of the year. Let's talk Jags. Yeah, yeah. It should be a short conversation. I'll just say a couple of things. Um, we had a bye week, and then we beat the Ravens 28-27 in a freaking awesome game. In a awesome It was so much fun. And um, I have not been hyped up as much as I was on that final drive this entire football season. Uh, Oscar, I wish you were there to see it. Um, I don't get – I don't – do um, As a fan watching from home outside of a stadium – I am not that excitable, uh, I would say. Um, I'm, I'm yeah, pretty even keel, um, but I was I was jumping around, hitting and hollering. Um, I was I was super excited. I it, it was man. a fantastic game, fantastic game. Ravens let up another comeback win, which is a whole other conversation. But um, like Oscar alluded to at the beginning of the podcast, we still have a chance to make the playoffs. Do I think we make it? I don't. But the season was always about improvement, and I have seen that from this team thus far. And if we continue to improve through this, like if we if we can win it, I mean, we got what five weeks left, six weeks left, six weeks, six weeks. It's yeah, it's week thirteen. Yep. Yeah. So if we if we can win four of those games, I'm happy. You know, I'm happy for the season. That's yeah. a good season. Oh man, that'd be fantastic. Um, I great. Etienne went out with an injury. Let let me be clear; he's fine. He's going to be back next week. He'll be fine. That's fine. They he could have come back. He could have come back into that game, and they decided to hold him out, which I think was the right call. He'll be fine. Super. Um, I I really just want to take this time to talk about Trevor Lawrence because that's really the end all be all for the Jaguars as is. And it's all anyone's been talking about thus far as they um, should. since we won that game. Trevor Lawrence, we haven't, it's unfortunately we haven't talked and we didn't do an episode last week because Trevor Lawrence, he played his ass off in this game. I think in my opinion, it's his best game of the, of his career. Uh, with the Jags, oh, he was extraordinarily accurate, very perceptive. He was throwing balls to guys before they were even open, which is what you want out of your quarterback. Um, he came back, which is which is, is always something we, we worry about, is being able to come back and, and staying, staying good in clutch situations. Not to mention the two-minute drill that he did to perfection after getting sacked on the first play of that drive. He got sacked on the first player of that drive, and I was like, well, shit, it were the Jaguars. That's what happens. And I and lo and behold, Trevor Lawrence comes back and saves us. And um my God mode. I we've talked about Trevor a bunch. We've talked about how his first year with Urban Meyer, Oscar throws it out. I semi throw it out. This is kind of his rookie season-ish. And there were still gonna be grunts. And, but as we move through the season, you had like, it's hard not to question the idea that he was supposed to be the Peyton Manning, Andrew Luck, freaking generational talent prospect coming out of college. And he did not look like that. And right now I'm not saying he looks like Peyton Manning or Andrew Luck, but right now I'm seeing, I'm finally seeing things consistently from game to game. that tells me, okay, that, that, ceiling that we're so caught up with that ceiling is still within the realm of possibilities at least 
Sam, you don't have to say it. I will. He looks Andrew Luck. He looks fantastic. And I I said it was a a bummer that we didn't talk, that we didn't do a podcast last week because this entire month, he has been stellar. He has been stellar. And I I wish I could find it somewhere, but I was reading something the other day and he, he statistically has been one of the best quarterbacks in the month of November. He, if you look at his stats from a year, like across the entire year, he is not close to leading the league in any stat, really mediocre stats. And it's because we've seen it all year. We talked about the Jags have been underwhelming. They've been bad. And Trevor Lawrence has been right there with them. But this last month, I mean, and, and, and we can talk about the game itself, the yards have been there. The the recognition of what's happening has been there. He's looked so smart out on that field and something that has always been the case. And this was the case even when we were bad and he was bad. The pocket presence is incredible. The way he works a pocket is up there with the best the best people in the league. As far as staying in the pocket and not getting tackled within the pocket. You know, by no means is Trevor Lawrence one of the best quarterbacks in the league as it stands currently. But that specific trait, he has it. Um, that being said, if he can continue to play like this, that's where he starts to move up into the top ten quarterbacks into that into that conversation. And looking at it from a future perspective, we just got Calvin Ridley. He is going to be on our team next year. He's had a year to hopefully stay in shape, and he is a fantastic receiver. We've sure. got Christian Kirk. It was quiet last week, but. Overall, has been well worth the money that we paid for him and has been really good when we needed him. We've got a couple receivers behind that in Marvin Jones and Zay Jones, who was killer this game, that make up, that make up he's, a, he's fun, a perfectly man. fine wide receiver three. The wide receiver core is there. I saw I saw some mock drafts. We were we were actually picked 10. The Browns are now, but the, we were picked 10 the week before last. And what I was seeing mocked to us a bunch was Quentin Johnson, at the wide receiver out of TCU. And I just don't understand that because we have a wide receiver core. And I don't know that wide receivers yeah. are when you go after. But, but I don't think so either. That's beside the point. We have a wide receiver core moving forward. We have a running back that's really good on a rookie contract. We have Trevor on a rookie contract, which is a lot of money. He's the first-round pick, but it's a rookie contract. Our defense, meanwhile... Our defense, I've been impressed with basically the whole season. At least with, and by impressed, I mean there's at least been one player that has popped to me every single game, which is all I can ask for from a squad that is really young. Like all of our, most of our best players, besides the Luakun, really, is really young. Was drafted in the last year or two years, well, and Josh Allen, last two years or so. Trayvon Walker has been. Maybe the most under the radar first overall pick of all, like of recent memory. He just hasn't been talked about that much, and it's for a good reason. He hasn't done a whole lot. He's been fine. He's, he's been, been up and down, he's which is expected from a lot of rookies. But, but he's he has, yeah, he's super raw, and he's a rookie. Yeah, he's fine. I'm I still have high hopes for that. The bigger things is like the biggest thing on on the defense that I love to see is Tyson Campbell is actually really, really good. And that was a pick that I questioned a couple years ago. And that's awesome to see. So I'm starting to have more faith in um, in this team. I'm starting to have more faith, and I hate to say this, in Balky to get talent. <laughs> which I hate to see. I hate to see and I hate to say. I, But hey, he's winning me over. He should, man. He's made some good picks. Is all and, that matters is he, Trevor, and Doug Peterson are on the same level. Like they're all working together because that's that's all you yeah. need. And I here's the here's the base thing. I love Doug Peterson. I think oh, he's yeah. really good, and I think the players absolutely love playing for him. Dude, when he went for two, that's all I needed. And we went for two to win the game. I I the one okay something that I do get passionate about every single week is it feels like almost every single week. For a team, there's one team, there's one game in the NFL at least where an underdog that's that's already lost a ton of games this season is t- is a, is could like is around tying or winning a game against a really good team and they don't go for two. 
And my and my ask for every head coach in the NFL is if you if you're bad, if you not if you don't have a chance at making the playoffs, especially, and you're about and you're in it with some re, some one of the best teams in the league, why would you not? Why would you not go for the win? Be aggressive. If you lose that game, if you, like in this situation, go for two. Go for two. Why would you not? What's the losing situation for you as a coach? Do you really want to go to overtime with with a bad team? Like that's that doesn't work. So Doug, so you're telling me you didn't like when Lovey Smith kicked a field goal with like eight minutes left on the Dolphins' twelve yard line? Let me answer that by asking you this: Who the head coach of the of the Texans last year? What was his name? Uh, Dave Cole. David Coley. David Coley. Um, I liked him better than I liked this guy. Yeah. I think that I do too, man. And what happened to Lovey as the defensive coordinator? He he was like rallying the guys. Like there is zero of that. And it's going to be a tough look for the Texans when we enter a third year straight in a coaching hire cycle, but it's going to happen. Anyway, back to the Jags. Yeah. Um, I love Doug. I really do. You should. I think he's a team, and he's shown that he's he like you need to have awareness of the of the of who you guys are. We're not a good team yet. We aren't. We're a frisky team for sure. We can beat people. We can beat good teams like you saw this week, sure. But we aren't a good team. Why not take out all the stops and see if you can steal one? Which is and, and stealing one stealing yes. one is the exact term that I would use for this game against the Ravens. We stole that game. The Ravens should have won that game for sure. I think at the beginning of that last drive, they had a 99.1% chance to win is what I saw. And we won the game because we're the Jaguars and the best team in the league. We won the Super Bowl this year. But <laughs> all this is – and now, now I'm just going to rant. That can be the end of it. But if you're a Jaguars fan or you're mildly interested in it, Trevor Lawrence, the last couple of weeks, has this has been the pro- most promising thing we've seen in years. And I have all the hope in the world that he continues to be good. We're playing. Uh, we're playing. The, we're playing Detroit this season, this week. And I've talked about Detroit before on this podcast. And my and I actually turned into a Detroit hater there for a couple weeks because when we started the season, everyone was like, "Oh, they're frisky. Oh, we love their coach. Oh, they're they're actually pretty good. They could be dangerous." And then they were terrible. And people, it took people way too long to realize it. Finally, people realized it, so I backed off them. And now, and but but the last couple of weeks, they've been dangerous. They've won a couple of games. They've been looking way better. This is a by no means is this an easy one. We're only one point favorites. We are away. I mean, for you to be favored in that game, that says a lot. That says a lot. And um, I just all I gotta say is we better not lose to fucking Detroit, please, please. Gotta win that game. Uh, I'll give my quick thoughts on Trevor since this was mostly a Trevor focused rant. You know that I've been high on him since the get-go. I called him a top-10 quarterback super early. <clears throat> he just moved into yep. the ringer's Steven Ruiz's quarterback rankings. He just moved up to the top 10. Wow. I mean, he's you know, he has absolutely played it in the last month. He has been a top 10, if not like top 6 quarterback this last month. Bye. Yep. He just replaced Jalen Hurts in the top 10 for Steven Reese. Uh He did. Really? So Jalen Hurts fell out? That's weird. I mean, you go through the 10 quarterbacks. Is Lamar in that list? Yeah. Jalen Hurts has outplayed Lamar at the last for most of the season. I agree with that. He has been better for that, his team than, than Lamar has been. I would say that the Eagles – are setting Jalen Hurts up for success way more than the Ravens are setting Lamar up. But it's an argument. Anyway, Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence. What I've seen out of him in this last month that I had not seen and what was making me start to question my high like value in him is his like energy. His like, f- like running up to the guys, fist pumping, like getting super excited that two minute drill he was poised he he led it to perfection and as soon as he threw that touchdown pass he like really got in everyone's face like this is my time 
and I hadn't seen that from Trevor before. It's not really who he's been. Yeah, it's it's nice to see. And that is just like the next step to becoming the next great quarterback. Um, I'm all about it, man. He's He's got everything that you want in your franchise number one pick quarterback. Uh, I'm excited for the Jags, and I'm not even a Jags fan, so... Just watch Trevor Lawrence. If you have red zone, I mean, watch the Jags for a drive. He's really, really good. Um, we got a question from the listeners. Um, Hertz or Mahomes for MVP? Thank you, Connor McGillan. It's Mahomes, 100% at this moment. I honestly don't know their stats. I, um, I would probably tend to lean towards... Um, MVP in most leagues is mostly story driven rather than um, stats driven. So I'm going Hertz. If I had to put money on someone to win, it's Hertz based on how I know people like to vote for that stuff. That's fair. That is a very fair way to do it. But in my opinion, Mahomes is, I sound like a Hertz hater based on these last couple of conversations. I love Jalen Hertz. I think that he is, a very he's the Eagles long-term starter as he should be. Yeah, he's an Eagle. He's bad. Um, However, Patrick Mahomes is so much more valuable. So here's so has Mahomes become this is almost impossible, but has Mahomes become underrated to oh. to Because <laughs> like it seems like people have forgotten that he is by far the best quarterback in the league. Oh, it's not even close. It's Mahomes and then a completely separate tier where you go like Josh Allen, Herbert, whoever else. Yeah, but Mahomes is by far the best guy, and it does not feel like a lot of people talk like it like he is. Um, Another question, since we're talking about quarterbacks, Connor also asked yeah. what's going to happen with Lamar, Brady, and two in the offseason. Two is the Dolphins' long-term starter. I think that he's he has solidified himself. He's played like a top ten quarterback this year, and he has played fantastically for all the hate that I've given him. And I think he still deserves some of it. He doesn't seem to have the arm strength that you'd like to see in a guy who has Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle at receiver. But he has played like a top ten quarterback. He's super accurate, yeah. and you can you can say what you want about his um, his like him being set up for success in that offense and those offensive weapons would make anyone good, but he looks good there. Why would they, why would they spend a bunch of assets to try and get someone better when you have a quarterback who looks really good and you're one of the top teams in the league already? Like that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, not at all. Mike McDaniel came from San Francisco where they made Jimmy Garoppolo look like a starting, like capable playoff quarterback. Tua is better than Jimmy Garoppolo. And that's, that just adds so much to the team. Anyway, two is fine. Lamar, Sam asked me before the podcast what I thought would happen, like value wise, because he's an impending free agent. The Ravens are going to pay him because if he were to enter the open market, teams like the Jets, the Texans, if he would sit down with us, would put up $400 million. Plus it's, it's worth mentioning like, what are the other, what are the other options for a team like the Ravens? There are none. Tyler Huntley, dude. They're not in the position to draft a quarterback that makes any difference. And they don't want to restart. They're not. And, and we've been spoiled by the last couple of years of quarterbacks moving around. What quarterbacks are available this offseason? Not many good ones. Someone will be, but not enough for the Ravens. Not with to the Bal- move Baltimore on to. has built itself around Lamar. They will pay him. I think it's worth noting that if if everything was equal and like and like their and his play affected his pay, like directly, I w- my whole point of that question was I think he has played in that in that way. He would have played himself out of a lot of money this season because I am down on Lamar and how he's played this season. I think he's been very inaccurate and. Part of that is injuries to that offense. 
but I think, he's missing a lot of throws. I think you're right, and he has never been a top-five quarterback. He won MVP because of his work on the ground. He and Jalen yeah. Hurts are alike in that they're not the most like wow you with their arm quarterbacks. It's more about the fact that they're dynamic. However, I think you might be a little biased because you own you have Lamar on your fantasy team and he's let you down for like 10 weeks straight. Yeah, I, that too. But I mean, I think that having him on my fantasy team has made me watch more of him. That's fair. But, hey, I pay a ton ways. of attention to Lamar every single Sunday. And the Ravens, when you have a guy like Lamar, he's so dynamic. How do you not how are you not able yeah. to get 10 yards in four downs? Which, if you can get 10 yards and four downs, you can go down the field, right? And the Ravens have a ton of drives that are three, that are three and outs, and this is exactly how the breakdown goes. Yeah. One run for two yards. Lamar misses, and then two incompletions. Or three incompletions in a row. Or one, yard, one run for two yards, incompletion. Lamar tries to do something on the ground. Doesn't work. There's a ton of drives to the Ravens. Here's where I differ. I I agree with you there. Here's where I differ. I think that Greg Roman has completely outlasted himself in what he should be as an offensive coordinator. He had his success with Colin Kaepernick in San Francisco, and he had his early success with Lamar in Baltimore. And he's not that guy. He is not the offensive coordinator that you should be Shane Steichen is having incredible success with uh, Jalen Hurts in Philadelphia because he's modernized the Greg Roman offense. Roman has not done that. So I I put more blame on him than I do Lamar, but you're right. Lamar's been disappointing as to his expectations. And, and disappointing is a key word because Lamar – I want to be clear that, like, I think Lamar has a ton of talent, and I think he is a really good quarterback. And I think he is better than the play he's put on the field for a lot of the season. And you've seen it this week. After that loss, he was clearly upset. How he was acting on Twitter, how he was acting after the game, it's clearly oh, getting yeah. to him because he knows he's better than that. There are, a lot of throws, there are a lot of throws on this season where Lamar yeah. wish he had those back because he – because, sure, the rest of that team is underperforming and they're hurt and it's tough, and Greg Roman is not a good offensive coordinator, but he's also playing poorly. So, yeah. anyway. We- Connor may leave, so I want to answer the Brady part of his question, and then we got to get through all of our other stuff pretty quick. Yeah. Brady will not be a Tampa Bay Buccaneer next season, but I also no don't way. think he'll retire. So it's it'll be... He's going to be the the prime free agent quarterback. Um, I can see it. Maybe he's a 49er, like has been rumored for like four years now. Would they make that move? I don't think Brady's a free agent after the season. I don't know what his contract looks like. Could they trade Trey Lance for Tom Brady and a Bucks first? Yeah. The, the 49ers piss me off, man. People are so high on the 49ers. So high on them. Yeah. They scored 13 points on the Saints last week. I I just don't see it. And I think they're good, and I think they're a dangerous playoff team, and I sure don't want to play them. But I don't look at them and say, oh, they're a Super Bowl contender. I don't. It's because of quarterback. I think everything else equal with a top eight quarterback, that's the best team in the league. They're up there. But Jimmy G is Jimmy G. But Tom Brady may not be that much of an upgrade over Jimmy G. So Anyway, let's go ahead and go through our uh, team draft tracker and then get into our pick-ems so we can let these people people leave. Um, we had a bit of a comeback this this the last couple of weeks. I'm yeah, only have, I'm only five points behind Oscar now. It's any man's game now. 
I'm I'm getting nervous because Sam's got the final stretch of the season. Sam's got the Bills and the Chiefs, and I think both those teams probably have the best odds to win the title. So, which would do me some good, basically win it for me. Um, But we'll keep you updated. It's eighty-seven to ninety-two right now, Um, and it's much closer than I was expecting it to be based off the results a couple weeks ago. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, you've come back. For uh, for the pick let's, let's go ahead and hop into that. Oscar, I'll let you pick first because I believe I picked first last time. Why don't you go ahead and kick us off? Buffalo is playing in New England. They're favored by three and a half. That's tough because I think this is a pretty close game, and I could definitely see it come down to a field goal, which would mean the Patriots cover, but I'm still going to take the Bills. I think you have to. But and I think it's going to be close. Yeah, I think you're right. New England-Buffalo is always close. Like it, I don't know. New, New England's not that bad. Like they really aren't. No, they really aren't. They really aren't. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, Pittsburgh at Atlanta. Pittsburgh is – Barn burner of the week, baby. Pittsburgh is a one-point favorite. Is in a way one-point favorite, which is a little interesting to me. I'm going to take Atlanta. That is interesting. Yeah, I'm I with you there. I think Atlanta wins this game. I Yeah, I'm a little confused by what I'm seeing here. Pittsburgh did win Monday Night Football, though, did they, didn't they? They beat the Colts, but... That's not saying that, a lot. <laughs> that doesn't help their case. And the Falcons are in every game, so... Uh, yeah. Green Bay is playing in Chicago. We don't know who their quarterback is right now. Green Bay is favored by four and a half. Uh, yep. Aaron Rodgers owns Chicago. So if he was playing, like, that's an easy answer. We also don't know if uh, Justin Fields is back. So I'm going to take Green Bay. That's fair. I'm still not on board with betting Chicago on anything. Yeah, they're fun to watch, but, like, their defense sucks. They're a bad team. Yeah. Jacksonville at Detroit. Jacksonville is a one-point favorite. I'm taking Jacksonville here. Absolutely. Boys. We talked plenty about them in this game. If they don't win, I will be very sad. Anyway, we can move on to the next one. Okay. I, I didn't know if you had other thoughts. Situation. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Jets are playing in Minnesota. The Vikings are favored by three. I'm picking the Jets. I'm all on board the Mike White train. Hey. <laughs> wow. I like that pick. The Vikings are the right pick. Mike White. Mike White. Um, is Sauce back? Wasn't he hurt? Uh, he was banged up, but I think he played in the rest of that game, so I think he's fine. I hope we could just see some Sauce Gardner, Justin Jefferson reps. That'll be cool. Um, all right, next game, Giants at Commanders. Commanders are two-and-a-half-point favorites. I'm taking the Commanders. Um I think the Washington Commanders are a better football team than the Giants are. For sure. With all the Giants' injuries, absolutely. I think if the Giants were uninjured, I'd still say they were the better football team. I I think there's more talent on the Commies than on the Giants. Yeah, all three of the Commies receivers are better than anyone. Their defensive line, a lot more talent there. Way better. Quarterback, listen – that's a oh, no, no. I mean, it's at least a question. It's not a definite either way. Like, it's not a definite Daniel Jones. He's been playing better. Yeah. By no, we're, by no means to see a world beater. And then you have Saquon, who's fantastic. But I I firmly believe that Brian Robinson and Terry Gibson, that running game, can be just as effective as Saquon. Saquon, look, look, look at what's going better. on the last couple of weeks. Saquon has not been effective. He's had some fantasy points. Yeah. He gets touched. He's, he's gotten a couple of cheap touchdowns the last two weeks, but he has not been effective. Yardage wise, he's doing nothing. So I think Washington's a better team. We can, we can keep you on. Yeah. 
Yeah, I I agree. It's a little bit of the Damian Pierce effect. Giants have a better coach. That's that's the biggest difference. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I just meant running game wise. Saquon with all the receivers out and Daniel Jones at quarterback, teams know what's coming, and Saquon can only do so much. Anyway, the Titans are playing in Philly. I I can't believe that the Eagles are favored by five. That feels like a lot. I feel like it should just be the home favorite. I don't know. I feel like people – yeah, okay, so you're taking – are you taking Tennessee? I'm not taking Tennessee. <laughs> I think this is about right, actually. I Philly is better than Tennessee. I'm just not sold on Tennessee. Oh, for sure. It, Mike Vrabel's a hell of a coach. I don't know how they do it every I year. I don't know. I just – I'm not sold on them. Uh, Denver at Baltimore. Baltimore, eight-and-a-half-point favorites. I'm going to take Baltimore. We were talking about this before the pod. I think Lamar's pissed. I think the Ravens are pissed. I think Denver's bad. <laughs> and Denver sucks. I think Denver I think, sucks. I think Baltimore is going to come out and try to truck them. They should. The only team that rivals the Texans for the worst offense in the league is the Denver Broncos, and they traded. Technically have been the worst offense in the league. Yeah, but like. I know what you mean, though. They've put up the least points by any team since the the year 2000, I think, is what I saw this week. I believe it. If they had put up 18 points in every game, they'd be, I think, 10 and 1 right now. So, and they're 3 and 8. Yep. (laughs) Woo. All right. Cleveland at Houston. Cleveland is favored by 7. I'm taking my Texans. There you go. Got to. There you go. I don't want the. I don't want the freaking Browns. Hey, this is. We talked about Damian being disappointing. This is his time to come back because we're going to run the hell out of the football. The Browns are one of the worst defenses in the league as far as containing the run, too. Just about anyone yep. can run on the Browns. So, <laughs> I agree with you. Yep. Um, Seattle at the Rams. Seattle seven and a half point favorites. Jeez, who would have thought coming into this season that this would be the the line? Dude, the Rams are the second worst team in football. But I, I'm not touching the Rams. No, you shouldn't. Not with a ten foot pole. Matthew Stafford's out. Aaron Donald's out. We've already talked. about I don't think. Cooper I don't Cup. think either of those people play again this season. They should. Robinson this season. Cooper Cup's not going to play. No one's playing for the rest of the season. They're terrible. So they're putting out their preseason roster, basically. Yeah. So you think the Seahawks are going to beat the Rams by at least eight points? I'm with you. I'm with you. It's what I have to pick. I think it's a smart decision. The Dolphins are playing in San Francisco. San Francisco's favored by four. I'm taking the Dolphins. <laughs> The betting line is telling us that San Francisco is a, is better than the Dolphins. No way. Yeah, like a like a point favorite over the this Dolphins. Should be, this, should be, this should be a three-point favorite. They should be even right now. Yeah, probably. But I'm stuck with San Francisco. I'm rooting for – Watch. I'm actively rooting for their downfall, specifically because everyone's so high on them. <laughs> Watch. They'll come out and put up like 42 on the Dolphins. Maybe I mean the Dolphins defense. Well, actually, the Dolphins defense. Is no, that's been good since yeah, they traded for Bradley Chubb. They've been good. Yeah. All right, uh, Chargers at Las Vegas. Vegas coming off a big win. The Chargers are one and a half point favorites. I'm taking the Chargers, um, and it's because I will never take the Vegas, the Las Vegas Raiders. I don't want. Dude, who knows what that team is? Like, no one can predict anything. They sure should. Vegas has stopped. I mean, the Chargers are favored in Las Vegas. The betting, like, they they don't know what to do anymore. Anyway, uh, the Colts yeah. are playing in Dallas. The Cowboys are favored by eleven. Oh man, just Saturday he had a he had a great first game, and I mean, we all knew what was going to happen. 
So who are you taking? That's a <laughs> lot of points. That's a lot of points. Yeah. I'm taking the Cowboys. They're 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 yeah. better. You have to team. by like by a lot. I did tell you before the started though, this is the exact type of game that the Cowboys lose every time. One right Absolutely. Exactly. If the Indianapolis Colts are not very good, we're way better than them. They aren't really playing for much right now. We will like if we lose that game, I will not be surprised. And the last game of the week, the Monday night game, New Orleans at Tampa Bay. New Orleans coming off of probably their worst performance of the year. I mean, they scored zero points. So, uh, uh, you know, the only times that they have ever scored zero points since the year two thousand have been against the Niners every single time. Four times. That's a lot. Four times. Really bad stuff. But the Bucks also looked whack last last week. But how did they lose to the Browns? They were up seventeen ten for like three quarters and just could not yeah. move the ball. And But New Orleans seems to have Brady's number most of the time. Yeah. I think that they start hopefully start Jameis this week. This will be my wild Dude, revenge game. This will be my wild card. I'll take New Orleans. Yeah, I... I, that's a stay away. If you're a better, just don't, don't do it. Um, going back to the Bucks offense. Remember when I was pretty in on it? I think you were too. Byron Leftwich as the Jags head coach. I was. Whew. Glad he you is. I still not. feel that. Yeah, it's been a tough year for the man. Yeah. Uh, that wraps up our pickums. Fantasy corner. I mean, we talked about there are not a whole lot of teams still vying for it. We're in the final stretch. Yeah. Uh, two weeks left in the regular season, and then we'll have six teams in the playoffs. I'm sure we'll update you. I think five of the six are pretty locked in, and then it's either Sam Tamplin or chasing Victor for the sixth seed. Right. And uh, my money would probably be on Tampa. Yeah, he's he's been good, man. We'll see. Um, but it's coming down to it. And I just want to put it out there that to everyone in our league that may listen to this, let me walk you through the potential victors that we have here. Alec, who's won, what, three <laughs> titles? Three, yeah. He would regain the, the sole possession. Of- Who would? I mean, I would love that because Oscar wouldn't have it, and that's awesome. But who wants that? Nobody. Then we've got, in second and third place right now, Josh and Jackson. Josh and Jackson. Wait, Jackson's in second place? No, Josh is in second place. Jackson's in third. Wow, Jackson's made a hell of a comeback. Mm-hmm. Josh and Jackson are in second and third. Let me just let that simmer. Oof. Then there's me. Zero titles. People's champ. Wyatt Caldwell. <laughs> well, J- Josh and Jackson also have zero championships. But they're Josh and Jackson, let's be clear. <laughs> yeah. Then we have Wyatt Caldwell, who has a championship. And then we get into the other, either Sam Tamplin or Chase Kenny and Victor. I can see you rooting for either of those. Yeah. But I'm, other than that, I've told you, but other than that, I, I implore you, who would you want to win this title out of all the? I told you when we made the trade at the beginning of the season that I would, I'd be rooting for you, and I still am. So just know that when we get into playoff time, Know who you're who know who you should root for. Who who's the only option is really. I hope I have you guys behind yeah. me. <laughs> this has been a miserable fantasy football season. 
it's been tough for us. I have, I have five leagues and the only league that I'm slated to make the playoffs in is my dad's league, which is a joke. That's tough. All right. Well, that will finish off our fantasy. (laughs) On that note, you got any closing thoughts for us? Not many, not many. Just I hope everyone is with family this time of year. Thanksgiving just passed. Christmas is coming up. I hope you're with family. And if you aren't in a position to be with family, I hope you reach out to the people who you are around to be with them. And uh, as we come into Christmas, just be cognizant of the things that maybe you take advantage of the rest of the year. Friends, family, Maybe um, you're in a job that you don't really like, but you have a job that pays well that you, that you don't hate, you know, stuff like that. Um, be kind of that stuff. Be thankful for that stuff because, um, you know, it's, it's not a guarantee by any means. And so. it matters more than anything else. Mm-hmm. So on that note, I, we will uh, go ahead and send you guys off. Good episode, Oscar. Yeah, thank you, Sammy, for being a great co-host as always. Thank you to Bryce Perkins and your Los Angeles Rams. And thank you to the listener, as always, for coming in and hating yourselves with us. We will see you next week.